0: Maybe you want to write a book, launch your tarot business, or even fall in love. You'll learn neuroscience techniques and sacred rituals from mental health professional Bryn Bamber. That's me. Everything you need to take that next step towards your purpose. So today we're here to talk about perfectionism, which is really celebrated in a lot of ways in our society you know the standard question on a job interview application is like what are your weaknesses and the best thing to say is I'm a perfectionist I have attention to detail all of these things it's kind of celebrated it's like your quote-unquote weakness but People are like, oh good, this person is a perfectionist. And I really disagree. Perfectionism is a form of cruelty. When you are in your perfectionism part, you call yourself words like lazy, ugly, fat, stupid, bitch, slut, whore. It's cr- It is not okay. It is not something to be celebrated. You know, it's this euphemism for this deeply cruel part of ourselves that really doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help yourself. And part of it is, if you are saying those things about yourself, if you allow yourself To talk about yourself in that way, you also, on some level, think those thoughts about other people. You can't only have those words for yourself. So, you know, you might never say them out loud. You might not say them out loud to yourself, and you might not say them out loud to other people. But if you are saying those words, you are allowing those judgments of yourself, you're allowing them of other people. And The other part is it doesn't lead to long-term productivity. It doesn't lead to long-term growth. This is not how you achieve a goal in the most efficient, effective way possible. Because when you are being cruel to yourself, there are short-term gains. You can, for a short amount of time, whip yourself into achieving your goal. But in the long term, one of two things happens in the long term. In the long term, either your inner rebel comes out because there's this part that's like, no, I'm not doing this, I don't stand for this, and then you, you know, maybe you call it a writer's block or maybe you say, oh, I always procrastinate, but that's a battle between your inner perfectionist and your inner rebel, that's what's happening. So either you kind of put on the brakes yourself or you have some sort of burnout or health crisis. That's what happens when perfectionism is running your life, when perfectionism is the fuel you're using to work towards your goals or completing assignments. And I mean, what I want to say to start is, I was a perfectionist probably for at least the first 24 years of my life. And we are taught this in school. And as I said at the beginning, it's celebrated. It's celebrated to say you're a perfectionist in a job interview. So if you are a perfectionist, I want you to know you probably came by it honestly. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or that you're a bad person. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that it probably isn't really serving you. Probably people think that work stresses them out and not all work stresses you out, right? Like you've probably had a project that you really liked or a job that you liked and it didn't stress you out. What can stress you out about work is sometimes it's a relationship with a particular person and sometimes it's your perfectionism that comes out at work strong. And that can be the source of stress. But work as itself doesn't inherently need to stress you out. It's about how you work that causes the stress. So what's the solution? I'm kind of... (laughs) I'm kind of saying that perfectionism is this horrible, awful thing that you should never do. And so what do you do in- instead? How do you motivate yourself if you're not motivating yourself by, you know, being mean? And I mean, I guess the first thing I want to say is you don't need to be a perfectionist in changing your motivation. So. Sometimes your perfectionist is going to run the show, especially if she's been running the show for the past 20 years, like mine had, she's still going to run the show sometimes. And your job is to notice and and make a conscious choice. Do you want to be motivating this way or do you want to choose another source of fuel? And the source of fuel I'm going to offer to you, this might sound cheesy, but it really works and can create (laughs) long-term Happiness and fuel for your goals, the motivation I'm going to suggest is love. So what do I mean by that? So I I have some examples for you. So if you have a, a business and you want to market your business, you want to get more clients, you can do that the perfectionist way. You can do that by saying, what are you doing? You're lazy. Post on social media more. Go to more networking events go, 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 you're a piece of crap. And your business is going to fail unless you do all these things. That's kind of the perfectionist way. Oh, and you have to do those things perfectly. So if you go to a networking event, you've got to have a perfect outfit. And if you post on social media, your post had better be perfect. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's suffocating. I can feel the suffocation just talking about it. And I did this for years when I started my business. Was I did the perfectionism thing because it was how I had learned to work and it was how I had learned to achieve my goals. So I was trying that way and I got to say it was not fun. (laughs) It was pretty painful. The way that you do it by love is if you think of the client that you want to help, that your business is meant to help, If I think, for example, of a client of a woman who's sitting and she is a perfectionist and she's trying to do everything perfectly and she has no time for herself and she has no time for pleasure and she has no time for fun or even for peace because she's working so hard and I know that I could help her. But I got to let her know, I got to record a podcast or I got to do a post on social media. I got to tell her I can help. I can help you overcome these challenges. Then I'm recording the podcast from a place of love or I'm writing the social media post from a place of love because I'm thinking about her. Even if I haven't met her yet, I can imagine her and I can imagine the pain that she's in. And I can imagine how she feels like she's in a straight jacket. And I know that I can help. I've had clients like that. I've helped them. I know I could help her. I just have to get out of my own way. I just have to show up. I just have to say, hey, I am here. I can help you. So that is an example of love. If you're an artist and you do these beautiful paintings, But you have a hard time selling. You don't want to post online. You feel shy. You feel sleazy asking for money. If you think about the fuel for that could be, I want my customers, when they walk into their home, I want them to see this beautiful piece of art that I've painted and I want them to feel a sense of relief. I want them to take a deep breath. I want them to just feel immediately they walk into their living room, they see this beautiful piece of art above their couch, and they feel at home. So as opposed to I should get my art up online, I need to make money through my art, i got to figure out Squarespace, whatever it is. If you fuel yourself by, oh my goodness, my art is going to create a sense of peace in their household, and then you mo you think about that peace you motivate yourself from there it's a totally different fuel such a more nourishing fuel. okay, my next example is so say you have a goal, your goal is to fall in love and <laughs> This one is maybe going to seem a little weird, but I think it's true. And when I was on my dating quest and my search for love, I, you know, I was reading the books and listening to the audios and, and this was kind of suggested in one of the books that I read. I think it was in the soulmate secret book, but you think about your partner that you haven't met yet, perhaps you don't know. But they're looking for you. They're lonely. And they're working them on themselves. They're doing their personal development on their own. And they want to find you. And if you can motivate, if you can energetically connect to them, even though you don't know who they are exactly and you don't know what they look like, but you imagine them working on themselves and... Preparing and they're looking out there looking for love. And so, motivate from there as opposed to I'm so alone and I need somebody, and people are judging me because I'm this age and I'm not married yet, and da 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 da. Motivating from there, motivating from a place of love, and just to take it even. You know, one level deeper on the business front, I am in this program with a coach, Stacey Bayman, who's amazing sales coach for life coaches. And I was, I can't remember exactly what was happening for me, but I was feeling sorry for myself and I wasn't really posting on social media and I wasn't inviting people to work with me. And she was coaching me and she said, you're betraying your clients by, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and not really showing up. And I was like, I took it in. I was like, okay, yeah, by feeling sorry for myself, I can't give my all to my current clients. And she said, yes, but you're betraying your future clients, the clients you haven't met yet, but that need you and that, you know, you can help. Some part of you knows you can help these people. You wouldn't have started this business if you didn't believe that deep down that you can help people. And by not posting on social media, you're betraying them. They need you. They're in pain. They need your help. So you need to get out of your own way and show up for them. And... Yeah, I I was able to hear it. She's amazing and she can be (laughs) tough. But it was a a really good wake-up call. Again, from a place of love. People are suffering. You have something that can help. You are obligated to find a way to let them know whether it's going to a networking event or posting online or whatever it is. Facebook ads, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. You can help. You need to find them. So whatever your goal is, I invite you to find that motivation of love. And I invite you to really take your perfectionism seriously as a problem. And again, don't scream at the part of you that's perfectionist. I have tried that. That does not work. You know, in in my view, perfectionism is a part of your inner child. It's a part of you that's scared. You're gonna get hurt. Most of us develop our perfectionism as a young child to get our needs met, to get our need for love and attention met because maybe we aren't getting that need fully met in other ways. So we know if we get the A, (laughs) Or if we look super cute or whatever it is or we do well in sports, we're going to get that love and attention that we need. And so it's not to scream at the part of you that's perfectionist, but it's to have some loving boundaries with that part. To say, you don't get to call me lazy. You don't get to call me ugly. You don't get to call me stupid. That's not okay. And that is not... How I'm going to motivate myself to move towards the goal that I have or complete a task at work or whatever you're working on. You're going to find another source of fuel. You're going to find that love. If it's a health goal, maybe it's love for yourself and your body. Maybe it's love for your 60-year-old self. I kind of, with some of my health goals, I think... I want to be able to go hiking when I'm 60, so what do I need to do with my body now? How can I take care of my body now so that when I'm 60, I can still hike and canoe and do all the things that I love to do? So find that source of love. And, and if you have kids, if you have a health goal, maybe it can be, I want to you know keep up with my kids and play with my kids, and be there for them. So finding that loving, loving fuel for whatever your goal is. And the thing about that kind of fuel is that it is endless. It is unstoppable. It has so much power when you're coming from that place of love. Like You don't care if it's embarrassing. You don't care if it's hard. When it's coming from a place of love, like this is so cheesy and cliche, but like love conquers all. We all know that. Love conquers all. So find a loving source of fuel and build it. This is the other part is that. This is, like, annoying, but, like, you have to practice it every day. You do not listen to one podcast and then the neural pathways totally change from a place of fear and perfectionism to a place of love. That is not how it works. Neural pathways, if you want to create a new one and build it up as strong as you have to do reps, the same way you have to go to the gym, you have to mentally change the pathway in your mind and you can do that by you know listening to lots of podcasts that are nourishing and and motivating in a loving way you can do that by finding your source of love putting it on a sticky note put that on your computer or put that on your bathroom mirror you can do that by one of my favorite ways currently is daily reminders in my phone of the thoughts that I want to grow so that they pop on my phone just kind of the same way a text message pops up and I can say, okay, I have clients that I haven't met yet that are suffering and so I want to show up to help them. And so that's popping up on my phone every day to motivate me to show up here to record this podcast and to show up on social media and all the other places where I show up so find a way maybe it's journaling maybe you journal about your loving motivation every day but find a way to make this a daily practice I know that's like asking a lot but really it can be small it can be a post-it note that you commit to reading every day or Your computer password, that's a good one. Putting your loving motivation, you know, maybe just shorten it down to two words or whatever and put it as your computer password and you're typing it in every day. To build that new loving neural pathway in your brain and create an endless clean nourishing source of fuel towards your goal and then you're going to be unstoppable. You're creating your goal for sure. When you are fueling your goal with love, you are unstoppable. Okay, if you love this episode and you want to go even deeper, you want even more support in this way, I want to offer you a free one-hour consultation with me. One on one custom just for you, where we'll talk about your goal, whatever it is. We'll talk about what might be getting in the way, how your perfectionism is impacting you achieving that goal, and what can really help you. I will put a link in the show notes to book that one free hour consultation and your going to have a shift on that call. Whether you decide to work with me longer term or not, you're going to get some insight. You're going to see what's happening more clearly. So I really invite you to sign up for that and (laughs) show up to that imperfectly. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you might have a small touch of perfectionism or a huge dollop of perfectionism and so be willing to show up to the call without things figured out and we'll figure it out I have a whole process I take you to that I promise is going to bring you some insights into your life so I would love for you to do that if you loved this episode I would love if you would rate and review it that helps us to find more people, reach more people with this message of fueling by love and also to, you know, if you have a friend that you think this could really help, send it to them. I am on a mission <laughs> to you know, really change the narrative around perfectionism. Right now, perfectionism is branded as this positive attribute. And I strongly disagree. And I think the world will be a more joyful, more loving, more caring place when we stop celebrating it. So help me share this message by sharing this episode with somebody. Okay. Take such good care of yourself. Catch yourself when you beat yourself up. Set living boundaries with that part of you that's a perfectionist. And keep fueling yourself from a place of love. I will talk to you in two weeks. We have an amazing guest. I am so excited. Sex coach. She's brilliant. Danielle Savory. I can't wait. So make sure you're subscribed. So that you can hear that next episode. It's going to be so good. Okay. Talk to you all soon. Bye. If you resonated with this episode, I want to offer you a free private one hour consultation with me through doing the deep inner work. My clients have been able to do things like quit the job they hate and land a job they love. Or get their first paying clients in their dream business, and if they're a little bit further down the road, double their revenue. They've been able to fall in love and go to bed each night feeling satisfied and accomplished. In the consultation, we'll talk about what your dream looks like, what's getting in the way, and whether working together can help. Email me at Bryn at BrynBamber.com to book.